Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey guys, welcome to Attentive Fatherhood. On the Believe Podcast Network, I'm Bradley Hasemeyer, and this is the podcast for all us dads out there just trying our best. Hey dads, hey, I just want to say first off, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to season one. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for following us on Instagram and of course subscribing to the show. Um, Also, happy late Father's Day. That was an awesome time. I I hope you had a chance to feel extra loved on that day. Um, If it sounds a little bit different today, I'm coming to you from Brooklyn. Where's Brooklyn at? It's where I am right now. I'm in a hotel. We're actually on a, about a two-week family road trip, but I got to carve out some time for you guys and for the show, and so it may sound a little bit different because I'm coming to you from a Hilton, a Hilton in Brooklyn. Uh, so good to be back. For some of you who know, uh, we lived here for three years, absolutely loved it. Uh, during COVID, we had to bounce. It was just too expensive with no jobs coming in and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but really fun to be back and to be able to see friends. Um, so it's been it's been awesome. So I want to give you a quick tease about season two, and also kind of like I said in the last episode, I want to talk a little bit about what I've learned. So if you if you hate hearing my voice, <laughs> if you're like this guy's voice just grates on my nerves, this is probably not the episode for you. For season two, I'm so excited. We've got some awesome guests. Uh, We've got a photographer who was raised by his mom because his dad had ties to a major drug family in South America. Um, He's raising his son and talking about kind of how to do that, uh, how he's doing it. I've got another dad who is actually a host for People Magazine. He's got two daughters. They stuck it out in New York City during the pandemic. And he's talking about what he's learning about being a girl dad and and how to raise girls in this city. I also talked to uh, the Dumb Dads. These are a couple of comedians who are stay-at-home dads. They create hilarious videos. Uh, You've probably seen at least the dad press conference. That thing was on ESPN and Today Show. So funny. Uh, These guys are so spot on. So I talked to them about individually. We we all sat at a round table. It was actually my first in-person talking to people in real life uh, podcast, which was awesome. Also talked to the VP of Nickelodeon Digital about, you know, I knew this guy from way back and, and knew his relationship with his dad. So we get into a little bit of like, where do you look for inspiration uh, if you necessarily can't quite look back at your own childhood for kind of the how-to when it comes to being a dad. So really fascinating conversation there and really fun. He's a really funny guy. Also talked to Foster Dad Flipper. Now, this is a guy who's a former street kid from Uganda. He literally didn't know if he was going to survive the night, if he was going to wake up the next morning. We talk about that. He gets a little bit emotional about it. But what's amazing about this guy is he's, he's in America He's had 16 different foster kids come through that he's taken care of and loved for short windows of time, weeks up to months, up to a year or more. He's adopted a few guys. It's just amazing, his story. He's so fascinating. He's been on Today's Show, and there's so many articles written about him. And and then there's a couple that I can't even tell you about yet because they're still processing, and I'm still figuring them out. So season two, obviously, uh, is going to be amazing. It really builds on the momentum from season one that you guys kind of helped create. And I'm just so excited to bring these stories 
to your ears. Like, I was so excited to hear these. And it's it's funny because some of these I recorded a couple weeks ago and I'm like, I just want to launch season two. I want to get this out. This is so good. This stuff's so good. Uh, so stay tuned. So excited. That's going to be launching next week. And of course, as always, make sure you're subscribing to this. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Attempting Fatherhood. All of those things help to get us even bigger guests and to be able to get sponsors and make this something that I'm not just doing on my own in the middle of the night editing while everyone else is sleeping. And of course, also along those same lines, make sure you're using the code BIRDAF, that's B-Y-R-D-A-F at birdhair.com. You get 15% off all of your shower, bath, hair care needs. I love their body wash. Uh, I love their face wash as well. Actually, my dad sent me a picture and he was like supporting the show and he bought a bunch of stuff from Bird, which was awesome. And he was like, I love this face wash. I also sent uh, my season one get dads uh, as bars of soap. Some got hand sanitizer if they're bald. And if they had hair, then they got some product and they were all just like, wow, this smells amazing. It's so good. So I was really happy to be able to introduce people to Bird because it's a great product. It's a great brand. And uh, any of the proceeds at 15% off comes back to the show. And that helps even a little bit, right? So appreciate that. Make sure you do that as well. Link in the profile, as they say. Okay, so on to what I learned in season one. Not just in season one through the interviews, but also what I'm learning in my own as a father, uh, going through fatherhood as I am personally attempting fatherhood. You know, first, I want to say how encouraging it is to hear about all the dads out there who are trying their best. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're trying your best. You want to improve as a dad. I want to improve as a dad through the conversations I have. And there are a lot of dads out there who want to be awesome at dad life. And I love that. Right. You know, also, I learned that podcasts are not as easy as I thought. Uh, I thought I kind of had things nailed and there's been some bumps in the road, but I, I totally think it's all worth it. And I really do feel like there's longevity with this podcast. So I'm excited to be able to be building this and bringing you guys along ground floor, early investor type of things. So that's something. Also, I think I forget about this with social media, but the reach of what we're able to do here is, is you know, the, the show is able to touch people's lives whom I would never interact with otherwise, simply because the sheer volume and and kind of randomness with which some of these people are, are tuning in from, if you will, from all over the world. But here in America, too, just having people, you know, DM and comment and say, thank you so much for the show. This is a great show. This is so funny. I love that dad. Wow, I'm totally using that, whatever. So, you know, I love that those are all pieces of the puzzle, you know, that, that that's really why I'm doing this. So that's a lot of the stuff I learned just on the basics and also learned a lot about microphones, <laughs> Honestly, learned a lot about how to really create like a good environment and all that kind of stuff. But as far as getting to be a dad, I talked with a bunch of these dads and a bunch of them were on the same page as I was, which was kind of like unprepared, right? But the good news was that like no one was prepared. No one was like, yeah, nailed it right out of the gate, right? And I think it's because uh, there's, there's so much variety and so many different things that can happen during that first little bit of, of having a kid. Like for me, you know, after like, a month or so, I looked at Kirsten and was like, I'm not saying we made a mistake, but what are we doing here? I, I, I'm supposed to be raising this thing that I'm not being a dad. I'm a caretaker. And honestly, I am not a good caretaker. I am a great, like, I will serve you food. I will cook for you. I will do that. I will help clean. But when it comes to like, I'm sick and I just need a nurse, that is so not me. So that first couple of months, really, when Ellis was a baby and Loic. Uh, who's now one, still needs us a little bit, but at the beginning was just so hard for me. 
And, you know, I did my best. I tried my best. And really, it was just get through. That's kind of, that was my motto, just get through. But what was really helpful was hearing from other dads who who had kind of gone through that same thing and experienced it the same way. So I think one of my takeaways from this is just, I'm not alone. I know that sounds cheesy, but there is so much power in knowing that, yes, my experience is unique, but it's not rare or weird. I'm not broken. That was something I talked to a couple dads about, which was, feeling like, oh man, everybody told me I was going to be a great dad and I'm not loving this time right now. And that must mean something's wrong with me. Or like, you know, man, look at look on social. That guy's killing it. He This baby is the love of his life and the joy of his... And that was not me. So obviously something must be wrong with me as a dad. And to hear other dads say that same thing and experience it breaks my heart because it's like, yeah, we were all going through this kind of same thing together, but that's why this show is here, right? Creating this community of, of dads to be able to be honest with each other and say, yeah, I experienced that as well. So it's been years now with Ellis and, and I'm just coming out of it with Loic, but knowing that I'm not broken because I didn't have another dad's experience was really helpful. Also, Gar Rhyness, batting stance Gar, uh, he was on an earlier episode and he just had something that I thought was, yes, we've heard it, but was just so profound. This concept that like, he was like, I'm just struck with the fact that I can't get back the time. You know, you don't you don't get another chance at today. And that does sound cheesy, and I'll admit that. Uh, and certainly I don't win that all the time. But there's times when my daughter is like, even when I'm editing this episode or not this episode, but editing the show, she's like, Hey, can we play? And I'm like, no, sorry, I can't play with you right now. I need to focus on this podcast about being a good dad. And I'm not saying that you have to drop everything all the time. Otherwise you're not a good dad. Cause that's not fair. You got to be able to provide being a good father looks different to different people. So I'm certainly not saying that, but there are other times that I'm just like annoyed. Why are we, why are you clamoring for my attention? And then I realize that's not going to be there for that much longer, really, because she's eight. And I kind of had this thought, it's almost like if you if you move to a beach house, right? Someone says, hey, you can move to this beach house for exactly one year. It's on the beach. It's an amazing house. You're there for one year. I would assume that you would be out in the water, on the beach, on the deck, everything you could do to eke out every enjoyment over that one year, because you know it's a closing window, you're probably not going to just, I'm just going to stay in tonight. Maybe I'll sleep in and just stay in and eat some food and go back to bed. Maybe once in a while, but for the most part, like take advantage of that, right? And I think that's how I'm trying to look at Loic and Ellis in terms of, you know, this is not every day. Um, so that is a small window. That is so hard, so hard to imagine when Loic is screaming in the middle of the night and we got to figure out, is he teething? Did he poop? Is this just a sleep regression because he's going through like a growth period? or, you know, whatever. And I just want to scream myself. So that's a big thing. And and something else that was cool, uh, Tony Hunt, one of the, he's a stunt driver, done a bunch of stuff, Fast and Furious and that kind of stuff, interviewed him. And he was talking about being present for our kids. Yes, that's important. That's something that people talk a lot about, but it isn't just about like, yeah, my dad was around or my mom was around, but it's because you also, because you're around them as those kids grow, you get to know their friends you're the you're the carpool person and now you're hearing conversations in the back seat because you're around. You know, you are at home when they're downloading with each other about school and talking about friends and you're kind of privy to that simply because you're present and you're around. So those types of things, you know, even if you're a super busy dad and you've got a lot of stuff going on, you're running, you know, multiple businesses or whatever, trying to create those times 
let me volunteer for the carpool. Let me be the one that takes the kids to the water park or whatever. Finding those types of times rather than just like feeling like I got to sit around with my kid and play Legos. Great. And that's there's a lot to come with that. But as they get older, finding those ways to continue to be connected, I thought was great advice. So that was something I hadn't even really thought of. Also, the concept that like if you are married or you have a partner or whatever the situation is, you've got to love that person well and visibly for your kids to see that. And that doesn't mean that there's no fighting. It doesn't mean that there's no arguing. What it means is that those kids are unconsciously, when they're younger and then consciously as they get older, this is something Gar was talking about as well, starting to look at how a relationship works. So it's not just like, oh yeah, uh, I got, you know, I got angry. I'm going to bounce and that's it. And we don't deal with it. Or yeah, uh, mom got really mad at dad and dad just turned away and didn't talk about it. Like you're learning the kid is, your kids are learning the process of how to build a relationship and they will pick up on those types of things. And so, you know, pursuing your wife or your husband or whatever, um, you know, mom's out there, dad's out there loving the person that you are with and being visible about that, I think, is so powerful. Also, this concept that, you know, that getting married is going to, like, solve the problem or having a kid is going to solve the problem. There was a great Adam Sandler sketch on SNL, I think maybe two years ago now, where he was like a... Um, uh, he, he was a tour guide for this company and he was like, come to Italy and you're going to love it. It's beautiful and the architecture and, and, you know, come out here and relax and it's going to be great. But let me just say, if you are having marital problems in America, you will have marital problems in Italy. And it was this such a great uh, kind of satire on how we think a, a, a thing will change us from the inside. And so being a dad, one of the dads, Eric Figueroa was talking about, only highlights those insecurities, the anxieties, the lack of patience, the anger, whatever those things are in you, that kid will get in there and just light a fire under all of those things. And I've totally experienced that. And, you know, patience is one of those things. They say patience is a virtue. I say it's just not one of mine. But that is something that's so powerful in my life that I'm trying to get better at trying to get better at just breathing and realizing it was something Jared Cotter said, just breathe and just realize this this too will pass, whatever it is. And then along those same lines with patience and anxiety and whatever, I think we can really get into this. Look, maybe I'm only speaking for myself, but we can really get into this rut of being controlled by the clock. I don't want to be late. I can't be late. Only five minutes left, two minutes left. We got to go. We got 7.30 bedtime. It's 7.29. We got to hit that seven. If it's 7.31, we failed. And that is totally me. I'm very much that way. Uh, I'm a firstborn. I'm driven. I've, I'm good at discipline and boundaries and these types of things. And so my wife, on the other hand, is so good at like reframing success and like, well, you know, that didn't happen, but this did. And I'm like, yeah, but we failed. She's like, we didn't fail. We, you know, we, we won this thing over here and I can't even see that. And so that's something as a dad, I'm trying to like take a step back and open up that narrow view. Yes, we have to get somewhere. We have to get to the store. We have to get to church. We have to get to the airport, okay, planes. But even then, even if you miss the flight, you can probably be rebooked. Yes, it's not as convenient, but it's like it's not the end of the world. And I'm so, uh, I like the control of the clock. But a lot of times the clock controls me. And unfortunately, I've seen that bleed into Ellis, who's now eight. Her perfectionistic nature 
her need to want to pretend like everything's perfect, should be perfect, and she's perfect, and all that, it has become very apparent. And so much anxiety comes out of the clock. Well, you know, to the point that we'll be like, what time did you wake up? She's like, 6.52. There's no, uh, you know, almost seven. There's no like 6.55, it's 6.52. And then she'll even correct, no, actually 6.53 when I get out of bed. It's just like, whoa. And so I've tried to be, tried to be really conscious of not being like, come on guys, we're gonna be late, we're gonna be late, we gotta go. If we wanna be on time, we gotta leave now. I, I say that, but I don't wanna harp on it, right? So that's something that as a dad, I'm trying to get better at and and also exemplify to my daughter, and Loek doesn't give a crap. He, he, he just craps. That's what kind of all he does right now. But, um, and runs a lot. Disney with a one-year-old, not recommended. Not recommended. Anyway, I digress. But with Ella's trying to demonstrate, it's okay to be late. And like, that's not going to throw me off. And that is just something I've always been on time. I've always tried to be on time. And you know what? All, a lot of times I'm on time and the other person isn't. And I'm not mad at them. I don't hold them to that standard that I hold myself to. So that's been a big thing as a dad that I'm just personally going through that I'm, I'm trying to be better at. Another thing was, um, you know, trying to allow myself to continue to be myself. I'm pretty good at this, but I know not a lot of dads are simply because the conversations I had with my whole first season guests. This idea that you've got to totally pivot and be a full-time dad and everything is dad and dad, dad, dad. I read dad books and I watch dad, you know, I listen to dad podcasts and I watch it. it's all dad. I'm going to be the best dad ever. And the best dad ever is the dad who continues to be himself and loves his kids and shows his kids an example of this is what you could do, you know, as myself, as a content creator, you know, host, uh, video producer, these types of things. Ellis sees that and she's seen those elements. It's not like, now she's born and I just sit there and wait or with Loic. Now it's like, no, you guys are, you come on the train. This, this family, this has my family train is moving. You can jump on board and you do your kids a disservice by really trying to pivot those things out. Certainly it's not going to be as frequent. You know, I think I would probably be making videos every single day if it was just me or even if I was married, but um, you know, kids certainly change that, but don't lose yourself. You know, you you would be depriving years of experience from your children and they would have to learn things that you already learned. So allowing yourself to be yourself um, is something that's really huge. One of the last things, and then I'll kind of wrap all this up. Kirsten's really good at this. And I've, I've talked to other dads who've talked about the power of humility exemplifying our lack of perfection to our children. I don't think my parents tried to be perfect. I really don't. I just, because they were authority figures in my life, I just assumed they were, I guess. And so because of that, you know, there felt like there was this standard that I had to live up to. And what's interesting is my sister, who's three years younger than me, has talked to me about feeling like I was a standard that she had to live up to. And then, of course, my brother, the youngest, is like, screw that. I'm going to do my own thing. I thought that was really fascinating, the power of talking about being vulnerable with your children when you make a mistake to say, hey, you know what? I want to apologize to you. I want to ask for your forgiveness. I made a mistake. Or, yes, I said we were going to go to the park. Things changed, and I'm sorry about that. Instead of uh, you know, why are we going to the park? Because I said so, right? Or because, you know, maybe even unconsciously feeling embarrassed that you couldn't help the situation and feeling, like, well, because so-and-so did this thing and now we don't have time. And and finding ways to be vulnerable with your children simply for no other reason than A, well, these are a couple good reasons, actually. I'm sorry, I just kicked the desk. Is that they learn that they're not perfect and neither are you. And so they don't have to live up to that. 
And then also it shows them, it's teaching them a model for vulnerability. You know, I remember playing like uh, rec league basketball when, you know, you would foul someone, you had to raise your hand. That's, you know, that was me. You know, the ref would say like, that's 22. You had to raise your hand. And that, that element of like, hey, everyone out here, I'm admitting that I made a mistake seems so small. But the power of that is really great because then you're not afraid to fail because you know what failure feels like and you're still going and you're still doing it. So that was something that was really cool. And last but not least, give yourself a break. I'm going to say that again more dramatically. Give yourself a break. I need to hear that a few times a day, not just every day, a few times a day. We love our kids. I mean, the mere fact that you're listening to this podcast, if you've made it this far, says that you really want to be involved. You're doing more than just the average dad of like, let's just work through it. And you're seeking out something like this. So I feel like you're already winning, you know? So give yourself a break. You're doing this already. And it's such a powerful thing. And, you know, being a dad is not the pursuit of perfection. You know, being a dad is simply the pursuit of imperfection, right? It is trying to love. How often do we fail loving the people around us? Our parents, our siblings, uh, spouse, best friend, whatever. Like definitely there are times like, whoops, forgot the anniversary. Whoops, um, you know, got you a gift that you clearly don't want, but that I wanted to give you. Uh, You know, didn't listen to you. Wasn't really listening. I don't see you. There's all these things and we... But we think with our kids, it's like, clean slate, here we go. And then we make a mistake and it's like, oh. And so it, it, the mistakes are, are just, uh, they're going to happen, right? And so I don't even think we shoot for perfection. Um, I, I don't because for me, that feels like if I miss it, I've failed. So I, we've actually taken the word perfect out of our language at home. We can't even say like, that's the perfect outfit for a Tuesday or like, hey, it's Taco Tuesday. Look at that. These are the perfect meal for Tuesday. No, there is no perfect. Perfect doesn't exist. So there's no need in our family, at least, for shooting for this thing that's not real. That's not fair. That's not a fair way to gauge success because you can never reach it. There's no point. There's no There's no 101%, right? So it's like, why even allow that to be in our mind? So we shoot for the best we can. And, and as a dad, I hope that you guys are doing that too and that you give yourself a break. I need to give myself a break. I need to literally sometimes walk away and give myself a break. Uh, and that can look like all kinds of things. Quiet at a coffee shop. It could look like a long run. It could look like vegging out on a TV show. I don't know, whatever that is for you. So I just really want to encourage you guys. You know, you are the backbone for this show. We can be hard on ourselves. You got to cut yourself some slack. Another dad, Tony Hale, who I've been able to become friends with over the years. Hopefully we'll have him in maybe season three. He talked to me one time about the anxiety that he's experienced as a dad and just as a human. And, and in that conversation, we were also talking about kids. And he said, I want to talk to myself the way I talk to my kid. He's like, the way I talk to myself, I would never say that to a kid. If I was in public, I would get reprimanded and there would be some real issues. He's like, go easy on yourself. Talk to yourself like you'd talk to your child because you love your kid. You should love yourself. So I know that may sound hippy dippy, but the reality is that's going to make us better dads. If you want to be a better dad, you have to do some of these things like go easy on yourself. But fellas, you're here. You're doing it. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited that we've made it through season one. 
Hopefully we're all learning together, even if it's just one thing, right? It's like, you don't have to memorize the novel. If you take away a theme, then that's great. Apply it to your life. So that's my hope. Would love to hear if you guys have learned something. Would love to hear from you on Instagram, or you could email me, Bradley, at attemptingfatherhood.com. That's my email address. I'm just, you know what? I'm clapping in a hotel room, and I think probably people are wondering why. But it's because I love you guys. You've got a supporter in all these dads who are in this community. We're going to grow this community and blow it up. Not because I want the podcast to be some huge thing and get a multi-million dollar contract with Spotify, though that would be very nice, but because ultimately this is about loving dads and helping dads, and that's what we're about. So season two next week, getting kicked off. So excited. And thank you for attempting fatherhood. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to Attempting Fatherhood. My whole hope with this is that we build a community that encourages dads and that brings new information to the table and and gets you excited about living your life, doing what you're doing. If you have felt that way, please make sure you rate us on Spotify, on Apple. Just rate us. Give us some stars, hopefully five. And make sure you share this. That's equally important. It's a great way to build community, to share this information with other dads. You know, start a text chain, whatever. That helps us. That helps you. We grow this community and all that. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Attempting Fatherhood. Again, thank you so much. And have a great day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.